Greetings, friends. I just want to do a quick introduction to how I kind of see this rolling out over the course of time. Something you should all be aware of is I don't have any fancy equipment. I don't have a producer. I don't have any content creators that are allowing me to put some cool creatives in. All I'm doing is taking some time, waste my thoughts during the pandemic. For a quick little understanding of how this is working for me, I have two children. One is four years old, one is six months old. My wife works at a hospital in Portland, often uh, on the front lines of all of this. Now, she's not essential personnel. She's not an R, RN or a doctor dealing with this directly. But she's impacted. And, uh, you know, a huge, huge amount of support and love for all those folks that are working there. Because from my perspective, my wife has some exposure, but little exposure in comparison. And I know that that's frightening. So, I just want to take a second to make sure everyone knows where the appreciation comes from, and that's from the bottom of our hearts, so thank you. Now, this isn't day one, this is day one of my sharing, or of my experience being shared, but we're well into our fourth month now. Of COVID-19. For a little bit of background, I started tracking this back in January or so. Um, I'm just naturally interested in things like this, things that cause major disruptions. I wouldn't consider myself, you know, an expert on anything by any means. I'm just fascinated by the science, fascinated by the interactions that people are having. Um, preparedness is huge for me. Um, making sure that my family is taken care of, calculated, uh, pragmatic, smart, not overzealous. These are all words that I would use to kind of describe my my approach to all this. So as we saw things kind of start to explode out of Wuhan, that's kind of when it hit my radar, trying to get as much news and information that I could, trying to filter through it all. There's so much information out there, whether you're on Twitter, mainstream media, you know, other websites and news articles, things like that. The fact of the matter is it's hard to really put things together and understand what the true reality is. But as things started to progress, started paying close attention. I want to give just a, a quick nod to uh, gentleman by the, by the name of Chris Martinson. He has a, uh, a YouTube channel uh, called Pete Prosperity. He's been covering the pandemic for quite some time. I want to say about 60 days now or so. Uh, it's all backed up by source material, articles, data. Uh, he's a medical professional and an economic professional in his own right 
So if you have an opportunity, you know, go to YouTube and type in peak prosperity. You get an opportunity to see some of the work that he's done over the course of the last three months, uh, which for me has been invaluable. It's allowed me to prepare. It's allowed me to make conscious decisions. Allowed me to help my own family members, which I'll get into. But going back to the original topic about starting, starting this is you know right now we're it's going to be April, and the United States is now the leader in COVID positive tests. And that's obviously severely underreported, just based on the capacity, logistics, all that stuff. But the one thing that I'm starting to realize is that this will have a huge impact on us, future state, as a society, as individuals, us financially. And so, one of the things that I wanted to kind of start talking about. Or what my daily interactions are with my kids, you know, my wife, uh, and then just me personally throughout throughout the pandemic. So now that I've even got a little bit of a context on what I've been doing over the course of the last three months or so, give you kind of an update of where I stand from a preparedness standpoint. We're pretty confident that we have what we need, um, but from a personal standpoint, we're self-isolating. Given the fact that the wife works in the hospital, the kids kind of came down with the sickness, which symptoms weren't in line with the general symptoms of COVID. However, you don't really know, I guess, until you are tested. Or you get so severe that you're in the hospital. But you know, the thing that we're trying to do is just protect our family, protect ourselves from getting it. So we've been practicing this self-isolation for going on a couple weeks now. And before that, we were taking precautions. So we did, you know, the usual supermarket runs, things like that, with enhanced protection. We jumped out and got our protection a lot sooner than I think most people did. So there's a little bit of a stigma walking through the stores with a mask on, walking through the stores with gloves on. And I think that's a challenge for a lot of people because they're afraid to put that on to see what people will think. But you know, it's proven. We have to we have to do that for our our fellow citizen, our fellow human being. Um, and you get over it pretty quick. Uh, I like to think of it as just, you know, a, a mission. I put on my mask, put on my gloves. And then I do something with purpose. Oftentimes back, we were going through stores and just kind of meandering about. But something that this has done is it has allowed us to be really intentional. To pre-plan, think about what we're doing ahead of time. And I find myself when I was going to the store previously, the trips became quicker, it was more productive, spent less money on nonsense, uh, and it felt good. 
So if there's a silver lining there, that's, there's that. But, you know, that's starting to, we're starting to wean ourselves from that now. We have what we need. We're trying to make less and less trips, be around less and less people. And, uh, and kind of move forward from there. So with that being said, you know, we feel like we have the safety and security in our house. Something that we weren't anticipating is the isolation with our kids. A four-year-old and a six-month-old. Six-month-old still needs a lot of help, obviously. The four-year-old is self-sufficient, but it's adjusting. We're all adjusting. And one of the things that we've learned over the course of the last couple of weeks is you know, the value of patience, the value of empathy. Because for him, you know, he doesn't get to see his friends that he goes to take uh, preschool with. He uh, doesn't have all the same activities that he normally has. It's been raining here in Portland, which makes it challenging. We're still able to go outside, the backyard and stuff like that, but it's still challenging. And one of the things that we've learned is setting him up with schedule activities that's a lot of work it's a lot of work for ourselves and um, I don't want to be one of those people that that's not expected but I keep hearing people talk about how you know our child care folks and our our teachers you know no one really you I don't think people really understand what they do to provide structured learning. You know, that's, in my opinion, is is something that I think I took for granted. Because having to, one, balance the understanding of letting my four-year-old be a kid and play like a kid, but then also provide some sort of, you know, educational supplementation when he's away from his his peers it's challenging and so that's something that we're working on uh, and that'll get better over time but we're starting to crack tensions are high and uh, well, we'll figure out a way to, to move forward but there's a lot of appreciation for folks that are are in similar situations and then also who have taken the time to to study this and to help kids uh, build some curriculum and learn because that that needs to be addressed when we all come out of this we need to make a massive shift in how we and how we approach this as a society because because it's important and that's what I'm learning we'll get more into that as time goes on, but one of the things I wanted to, to branch off of, as we do this, there'll be more or less three subjects. One, just kind of my personal take on the pandemic again, and then we talked a little bit about how raising kids, um, and then the last one will be, you know, loving. And that's that's kind of what I'm going to move into. You know, loving is, it's an easy way to, to summarize things, but... For me, it's this scenario has actually brought, I think it's brought my wife and I closer in terms of us 
calculating what's important to us, taking the time to understand what's of value and what's not of value. Understand what our individual personalities need uh, and thrive off of. I'm hoping that we'll continue that because we've already had to make hard decisions and we've been in lockstep. I'm very thankful for the relationship that we do have. Um, but I know it'll be tested and I know it'll be tested again. But being a support piece is going to be crucial as we move forward. And so for a foundational understanding where we're, I think that's where we're starting is just as we move through day by day is quick updates on that. And then the last thing is give you some context on the pandemic, but even my perspective on the pandemic. Tomorrow I'll start my first day uh, after being unemployed. Well, a quick background, I I was working my way through company. I was based off of private equity, the vacation rental industry, and uh, really enjoyed it. I was challenged, helped grow a team of leaders. I don't want to give myself really too much credit because it's really unsubstantiated and no one's really given it to me. But I, I'll say this, I worked my ass off. I worked really hard to try and provide uh, that organization with the best leadership I possibly could give it. But what I realize now during this time period is that there's always something to build off of, always something to, to better, always something to, to improve upon. So, with this being day one, you know, on Friday, uh, which was, uh, I believe, the twenty, the twenty seventh of March, they came out with a report that three million Americans filed for unemployment. That number dwarfed any other number ever previously recorded and in addition to that it came through with a stimulus bill help provide some financial relief but I think for me the biggest concern is that there's very few people that have acknowledged that this is going to last longer than just April or May I think we could easily look at at Wuhan who's coming out of the back end of this, or at least that's reported, and they're starting to get back to work and things like that. But there are also a lot of civil unrest there. People are starting, as a report today, that was they were rioting because they still weren't allowed to leave the area. I imagine probably a lot of people are frustrated with how they were treated during the lockdown of the city you know and that's that started late November early December and we're moving into the end of March you know I think that the United States has a ways to go and future is uncertain but the thing that I want to try and focus on during this pandemic is uh, are the positives 
so we could all address the negatives we could all see the negatives so my perspective is is that take everything that you hear for a grain of salt it might be great that it's there now it might be informative but you have to take it for a grain of salt you have to stay prepared take some time to, to love the family friends anyone that you're with currently it's a great opportunity for them we'll see how things progress over the course of the next couple of weeks because during this this time period I believe that this is where we're going to see things become really challenging if any of you've been paying attention to New York, things are dire. But with that said, it's the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice in terms of what our healthcare workers and our first responders are doing there in New York, putting themselves before the virus, helping people when they know that they're going to be interacting with such a high inoculum that it's risking their lives. We've already lost some some very special people. So with that being said, you know, take some time to love on your loved ones. You know, appreciate appreciate who they are, where they're here, how they impact you, and let them know. Tell them. And then lastly, you know, pay close attention. We take these things face value. Develop your own understanding. Uh, we'll get through this together. We'll see each other on the end of it. If we're smart. If we're not, we're risking lives, perpetuating the problem. And for me, that's the last thing I want is to have to make a phone call to someone that I love you know, based on how they're feeling. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time, noon Pacific time.